connect my gen 20. Name of the game. If you can get if you can get people back to your website, that is yours. Google doesn't own that. Uh, Facebook doesn't own it and like Twitter doesn't own it. You're in charge of your content on your website and you can really determine what that content is going to do for you. Whether you're you're putting advertisements on your website or maybe you're publishing a subscription for your your weekly news article that you're pumping out. Hello and welcome back to Connect My Gens podcast. This is episode number 20. Scott is over there. He's having a good time. My name is Kyle Kugler and I am the host of CMG's podcast. I'm releasing my hand. Do you see that? I do. Are you excited? I am. I are you, are you feel the power. Connect? You feel the power? Are you ready to connect? I'm sure I'm. Plug uh, me in. Good. I would hope that you're plugged in so far. Oh yeah, otherwise anyway. we got issues. <laughs> All right, so today I actually have Scott Barack with me. Hello, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Scott, I invited you on the show because you were an awesome dude, and I just wanted all the connectors out there to know more about you, more about what you do, your goals, all that good stuff. Are you ready? I'm sh- I'll give it a try. <laughs> okay. I've asked you, are you ready like four times? I know. You've said the same thing every time, so I'm assuming you are good to go. So, Scott, who are you and what do you do? My name is Scott Barak. I'm a student entrepreneur at the University of Northern Iowa, just like Kyle. And in my free time, I like to crank out business ideas and really see if there's any minimum viable product for any of them. Just coming up with ideas and try and get them to the marketplace and see if it can help people or add value to businesses in any way possible. I'm going to keep this first question kind of broad. I want to know about the internet. What opportunities do you see from using it? And what are the setbacks? I think one of the biggest things that's really benefited me as far as the internet is that just the instant access to information. Of course, some things that come right, right off the bat with that is that you got to be careful about where you're getting that information. Is it an accreditable source or is it some uh, fake news, as some would say these days? Mm-hmm. Um, another really cool thing about it is that you get the opportunity to connect with people, especially with the use of social media and, and LinkedIn platforms where everyone with like-minded ideas come together. You can really get your ideas bounced around with other people that would be uh, like um, that have interest in those kinds of topics as well. Get gather their opinions, find out if you have a, a valid concept of anything, or even figure out where to learn your next bit of information. Another downside to that is though, with all of that electronic communication involved, you can tend to kind of be recluse a little bit and then feel a little bit more shy in public. And as we see with everybody ha- uh, neck bent over their cell phones everywhere they're at in a public space. So, I, I mean, I can see how it can be beneficial and kind of, the, I mean, it takes away a little bit from the personable, personable side of having a conversation with people. You know, I'm going to go a little bit deeper later into what exactly, <clears throat> excuse me, what exactly you do online for your own business. Um, but right now I want to know a little bit more about like, what are the talents that you have to have, not necessarily for your business, but what kind of talents do you have to have to basically rule the internet? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew right off the bat. Um, I think it, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's very important to be well-rounded. Of course, there is so much going on online as far as having a social media presence or building your website. And then all the mechanical sides behind that, whether it is maybe you just need to pump out a blog every day, uh, that writing skill, that's a really big thing. Coming off as a, 
being able to convey your message electronically just through text and have all the feeling and passion you have about talking about something and really having that carry forward to your audience, I think that's lost on a lot of people, especially in, in more technical industries. Another a, a big thing too is as far as the graphic or uh, as far as web design goes is e- whether you need to be the the front end of it where you're designing that graphics and and the user interface side of th- things. Otherwise, if you're working on the functionality, you can practice your coding skills and everything like that. And there's so many different rabbit holes you can go down there, and people really specialize in things. I found that uh, from playing my role as an entrepreneur and trying to help people get them connected with solutions online for whatever they need to get done for their business, it really helps to be well-rounded. Just know a little bit about coding, graphic design, and, and technical writing, being able to convey the message as it, as it, it should be read or seen or even listened to. So you talked a little bit about technical writing, coding, all that sort of stuff. Now, me, I'm not a very technical person. Okay. I was just talking to Ian Veenstra on the last episode and talking about just how I tried to do coding before and I just could not do it. I couldn't stand it. I tried to force myself. I couldn't stand it even when I tried to because I really wanted to, right? Just couldn't do it. Now, when you try to do advertisements because that's my domain, your domain, <laughs> when you try to do advertisements, especially online, um, there are certain algorithms that you have to follow in order to be seen, I would assume, first or up there in the charts, regardless of what you're doing in search engine optimization, Facebook, any other type of social media. Can you share like that experience that you've had working with different algorithms in order to make you on the top of the search engines when you do work for other people absolutely. and yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And um I certainly can't get into all the technical stuff about it because I, I don't even think I know it all just yet. <laughs> but there is a the one of the main things that you should keep uh, in mind when you're trying to build a brand or build a profile online, whether it's across on on Facebook or even on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and then your website. As far as you're branching out, a really key thing to keep in mind is staying consistent with your message, really becoming the face of becoming the face of your personal brand, if you will, or even just yourself uh, on Facebook and not being a different person across the board, you know, just um, I think having all sorts of different mediums for people to find you mm-hmm. and be find you for what you're known for on each one of those platforms as well. So, I mean, if you're looking for something on Google, position yourself as a, a question or as a solution to a question that by, might be typed in on Google. If you're, uh, if you're, trying to be found on Facebook, get involved in the groups that are uh, that are most associated with the topics that you're trying to share and just kind of finding that audience and making sure that you're in the right place at the right time when people are, when where the people that you're looking for are congregating. <laughs> so would you say that for search engine optimization, I would say, or just any type of searching at all to make yourself on the top of the list, what social platform would you say would probably be the easiest to get on top of and to be just absolutely killing it? As far as a social media platform, Google My Business. Of course, I mean, it's Google's game anyway, so they usually favor the people that are playing for their team. It helps to have a website on the back end of that. And like I said, Google, as far as Google's algorithms go and search engine optimization specifically, mm-hmm. 
it really does come down to that consistent message across the board and all your platforms. Everywhere you've got information about yourself, you want to keep that message consistent and that way you're you know, you're you're the source of information on that particular topic. Would you say that having a website, for instance, is probably the best thing to possibly have to start off with all of this? And the reason for that question is because me personally doing personal branding stuff, um, that's where I really like to house all of my things. Like if I had a blog or a podcast or wherever it is, I like to have all of that information right there in that that same exact place where I can share it out or people can share it out and it's all going to lead back to one direct place. Is that really important i guess you nailed it, it i nailed it that yeah. that is the name of the game if you can get if you can get people back to your website that is yours google doesn't own that uh facebook doesn't own it and like twitter doesn't own it you're in charge of your content on your website and you can really determine what that content is going to do for you whether you're you're putting advertisements on your website or maybe you're publishing a subscript or you have a subscription for your your weekly news article that you're pumping out um, I mean, that those people that are on your website, they're, they're your audience. And I mean, social media, as far as like what you were talking about is pumping out uh, your YouTube videos and your, your uh, different segments of your blogs, that's exactly what they should be used for as sharing tools. You can, uh, you can reach out to your different networks and then you, at the end of the day, you want to drag them back to your website so they can find you in all your networks and really expand on the on each one of your each one of your platforms and individually scott barack dropping deep dark secrets on the show hey man i'm just trying to get the word out before before just to fill all the connectors in out there before this episode we were actually joking around about uh putting a part in the episode where are you like ready for this or whatever and then you hear like the locking of the door and some (laughs) scary music and stuff tell me all your deepest darkest secrets and then the breaking of the glass (laughs) So I can assure you that that probably won't happen. But you never know. You never know. It is Connect My Gen. Crazy things could happen. I'm not going to spill the beans. (laughs) So I guess another thing that I find very important, but I know that you do as well, is building connections. Um, Can you just share your view on building connections and why you think it's very important, either online or in person? Like, Why is it so important? Um, coming into uh, the business world as a college student, I didn't really think a lot about networking. I just figured people would like me for who I am as long as I, you know, just play the role as I'm, I'm a college-age student. I go do the college things and I'm going to meet people that like me. Turns out it really isn't that easy. You really got to put yourself out there. You got you to gotta make an effort to get in front of the people that you want to be spending time with yourself. Um, online, it's a little bit easier to find. And Um, just as far as like, you can use search engines, you can use social media platforms to find your people. Uh, but the connections you're going to have with those people are always going to be just that electronic communication for the most part, you know, never, every now and then you meet somebody and you'll have the same, uh, same direction in life where you might meet each other at a conference or at a social event or whatever it might be, but really seeking out those personal connections where you can lock eyes with somebody across the room and say, hey, you're here. What are you doing here? This is my kind of area. We should chit chat a little bit more about what what's going on here. Um, and I can't say enough about how those kinds of conversations have done for me personally and in business. So I actually have an example of something that you just said. <laughs> and it actually happened last summer 
at the summer or the summit ag party that you and I actually met at. Um, at this party, we were able to meet Bruce Rossetter. That was at his home where the party right. was at. Um, it was my first time meeting John Papa John. Is that your first? It time? was my first your time first too. Time? So our first time meeting John Papa John. Met Simon Estes, the famous uh, Iowa opera singer, Kirk Ferentz, Iowa football head coach. Anybody like, who's anybody was there. So That's it right. was it was a really cool experience. Um, but one of the things that I noticed because I kind of puppy dogged you because I was like, this is a crazy event. Like I was just following you around, right? Um, but I had actually left to use the restroom when I came back. You were actually talking with somebody um, who was interested in learning a little bit more about your business. Um, and that was just from you like talking. We had to do a little pitch outside and stuff. And a little pitch. That was, pitch. That was a pretty was, intimidating okay, pitch. Okay. Mine, I think I don't think I got any applause from mine. Oh. I think I just handed off the microphone and walked away because it was nah, like, I don't believe that. You had, you had I heard thunderous applause. You did? I did. Yeah, I mean, that, that was swell. I mean, even though we were put on the spot, we had no idea where we were going to be pitching. Yeah. At least my 30-second elevator pitch was a, at least a little rehearsed, so I was able to kind of convey the message that I needed to deliver the, that kind of audience. But. I, I was literally told to go and talk about the Entrepreneurs Club and my little projects that I work on, and now it's like, oh, you have to pitch in front of a couple hundred people, and yeah. <laughs> Who I don't knew? have anything. I'm like, yeah, so uh, student at you and I uh, don't really do anything right And I now. run the show. <laughs> I run the show. So, uh, but yeah, can you just share like that? How exactly that conversation started by building that connection, and did it eventually lead into a second meeting, a second conversation? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that conversation actually was one of the, the better ones I've had in the experience of kind of networking. Uh, I and really kind of the foundation for realizing that that like I was mentioning earlier, the same people in the room, they're there for a reason, and you are too. So you should be sharing ideas with them. Uh, after our pitch that we got put on the spot for, I, we, you and I were walking around, you went to the restroom and she approached me inside the house and, uh, she just kind of asked me about my pitch, about my business and what about I was up to. And then from there, it just kind of went forward. I explained to her some of the things that I was doing and she explained that what she was trying online. And then I kind of gave her some pointers of what I would do right off the bat. Um, she said, uh, I'd love to learn more. And from there, it became a second conversation, and, and Summit Agriculture Group became a client of mine for as far as a digital marketing strategy for their uh, leasing and farm management services. It, and uh, ever since then, they've been on the hook month over month, and I'm happy to keep providing the results that keep them there. I was able to pull them out of their other agreement, and uh, I guess I'm keeping them satisfied. <laughs> Hopefully going to blow their minds in the next year. There you go. Can you share maybe uh, an example of a time where um, maybe a connection didn't turn out so well and maybe the lessons that you learned from that, I guess? Um, I suppose, uh, I guess, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> Have I stumped you? A little, well, not so much. I mean, as far as I like to kind of come off as uh, there's no real dead end. I mean, at least you shared the experience with somebody, you've had a good conversation, you learned something. One way or another, you, you should try and learn something from at least everyone you talk to. Everyone has something you can learn from them. I think that some of the, the businesses that I've tried to deal with as far as cold calling and trying to getting my own business, mm-hmm. while I can, I can usually get them on the phone and ask them questions about their business and find out what they'd be looking for, Sometimes when I start uh, providing myself as a solution or proposing that I can do whatever they need me to do for as far as their business goals, they get maybe a little offended that I'm, I'm being this pushy sales guy or whatever it might be. And I mean, it, it's, a, it's a hard, 
you know, hap- it's hard to find the medium there where uh, too much is uh, too much. And then, I mean, trying not to offend them with that direct communication and really diving in. More, I mean, and, that, and I got to say that's stemmed more from that electronic media, you know. I, it, things are more likely to go better when you're in the room with somebody because you can, you can get a uh, kind of a feel for what they're like and how they're going to act around people and how they're going to represent you if they're uh, if you're providing service to them or something like that. When I was younger, I did a lot of sales. <laughs> it's constantly selling stuff. I've talked about it in very, very early episodes. It's hard to believe this is episode number 20, I think. Yeah. 20 well, of Connect My Gym. I was talking about this in like the second or third, you know. But um, selling spot in the line of the porta potty to drunk college kids, nice. going door to door and selling magazines for school, getting first place, out trying to toot my own horn, but I kicked ass, right? I get it. All of these things going down, but these are like physical products. These are just things that, hey, this is what you need right away. And growing up, that's just how I was either taught, self-taught, or taught by my dad, helped a lot with mm-hmm. sales, but that's how I was taught to sell. So when I grow up a little bit and I get a job at Monday Creations, which is the creative web agency that I worked for, right? Web development. And I started off as a commission sales guy. And that's what I was depending on for the whole entire summer. And that's what I did last summer. And it was horrible because I would reach out to somebody and say, hey, your website, I wouldn't say this, but it's essentially saying, hey, your website sucks. You need to, you know, buy from us. We can do it half the price and do it twice as good as you. You know, and people get really offended by that. So I totally feel like your what you're saying there, I guess. Absolutely. That, and that's a really good way to kind of pull it together. It just kind of, I mean, you can't, you can't be so aggressive that you're going to say, yeah, I, I mean, what you're doing right now is just dreadful. Mm-hmm. I like to come on to it as I, I see what you're doing here. And I mean, you've got the right idea, but there's a couple uh, you could twist some things here or pull some levers here and it's going to get this much better and you're going to see the results. And I mean, and then you start sounding like a sales guy. (laughs) So essentially that in itself for my own example was getting out of my comfort zone. And I know that you probably have to get out of your comfort zone to do sales entirely, but what else do you have to do in your business that's not necessarily comfortable for you, but you realize is important that you need to do? Accounting. Accounting. (laughs) (laughs) That's just dreadful. But I mean, I'm learning to like it a little bit more because as you can, as you start seeing the numbers come in and as the numbers come out, it gets easier to gauge things, how you can find out really where you're leveling off at, where there's rooms to room to improve. And I've, I've really kind of come to appreciate data and, you know, just manipulating it, figuring out a way to look at it the way I want to see it and find out what kind of patterns I can figure out from it, or at least or used to my advantage even. Um, another part of coming out of my comfort zone, I would say, is, is doing a lot of these pitch con- contests that, you know, the good old incubator staff kind of throws us in the room and says, hey, you got to go represent us today. Yep. You're going to put together a business plan and make us look like we're the best darn student business incubator <laughs> there is because we are. And uh, living up to the hype there, that's, that's always a challenge. It gets me a little excited, gets the heart, beat, heart beating a little bit. I guess to go back to the whole connection thing, building connections, not necessarily online, but in person, that's where you really find things to be most useful to you to build that one-on-one connection, lock eyes with somebody, come up and introduce yourself. Right. How important is it to get out of your comfort zone? Because me sometimes, like I would rather not talk to people, but other times, hell yeah, I want to talk to everybody in the room, you know? 
But for somebody out there listening right now, what would be a couple of things, a couple pieces of advice for them to get out of their comfort zone? I know you're laughing, you're smiling over there. I'm putting you on the spot, but just, just the first ones have a beer. Have a beer, okay. I <laughs> sit can back, that. I can sit back, that. relax a little bit. Think about what you're going to say to this person. Think about some good questions you want to come up to this person and ask them about. Who are you? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Always a great opener. They're going to have answers for you. Coming up with something that's a little bit more tailored to the situation, that's where you can get creative and that's where you can really dive into a conversation. You get them talking about something. Even Maybe they don't want to be there and you ask them why they're there and they say, oh, my, my boss sent me here on this trip. And then you can relate to that. Maybe you can say, oh, I remember when I had to... I had to get thrown into this situation because there was no one else to cover for me. And, you know, you just go down that that rabbit hole of the conversation. You find similarities between yourselves and why you're in that situation together in the first place. Your your smile deceived me. I thought it meant that I, like, stumped you with my question, but you just nailed it, man. I'm always giggly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the other reasons that I brought you in today was to talk about your business, AdFly LLC. So... What is AdFly LLC? It's a digital marketing agency. And more. I got to hear more. Go more. Got to get more. It's, <laughs> I really focus in on helping the small business uh, take advantage of inbound traffic. And what inbound traffic is, is people actually looking for the services that you have to offer or the products that you need or they need. Um, at the time of their search, you're being shown up as a solution. You're, you're the authority in that sector, that service, that product making you the most accessible target for uh, the best potential client that you're going to get there. My best example of this is uh, contractor markets. I really focused in on a painting franchise over the last couple of years now. And when you, uh, when you think about requesting a paint estimate on your house, the first thing you want to do is get a bid on the job. Uh, what I found is that you the bidding in direct contact at the time of that, that idea that, hey, I need to get my house painted, being at the other end of that line when that person is looking for that solution and saying, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll come over there by the end of the day and we'll, we'll figure out what you're going to need to do, how much paint we're going to need and how much you're going to have to pay me to do it. That is, uh, it's, it's really, it's crazy how much that affects the, the closing rate of sales, mm-hmm. uh, what I've found. And I mean, just, I think it, I just sum it up as right place, right time online. And I think that's really the best way to go about it. Can you explain more of the uh, job types of jobs that you've been involved with on um, the different industries? I know that you mentioned contract work, but is there anything else like that you've specifically worked with? And what's probably your favorite to work with? Uh, within my company, I've worked for the those contract uh, contractors like the the painting franchises. I've worked in agriculture as with some agriculture group, and my. Uh, I'm doing a professional music tutor out in California right now, and that is also kind of a fun project. I uh, it's hard for me to say which one I really get the kick out of the most. I really like I really like the putting together the system that works for almost all of this inbound track traffic stuff. I, that's what I get a kick out of, and being able to offer that as a solution. So, I think I mean, I. If I had to say, the agriculture client has really, I mean, it's definitely another one of those things that got me out of my comfort zone. I had to learn a lot in a hurry to figure out how people were looking for these kinds of services. Because mm-hmm. when you think of agriculture, you don't think of the internet. And really getting it, rounding that back over to take advantage of internet traffic, mm-hmm. that was something that really took a little bit of time right off the bat. But I 
got on the phone with the I got on the phone with Summit Ag as much as I could, learned a bit as much as I could about their business, and we were able to make a really um, some really great results compared to what they were getting before they met me. You speak very confidently about your business, about getting out of your comfort zone and the things that you do. I'm just curious, is, is this like your first go around? Is this your first business that you're working on? Is this all of the information that you've gained since you started AdFly LLC? Or has it built up from previous businesses or previous experiences? It, it's a mixture of both for sure. I had the best internship opportunity I could have asked for in Cedar Falls in the uh, digital advertising industry at Mud Advertising. I got brought in as a media intern, had nothing like traditional media like flyers and newspaper ads and booking commercial space. Uh, by some series of fortunate events, I got asked to be a part of their digital department. Mm-hmm. And because I was, I was kind of like their all hands on deck guy. If someone needed help with the search engine marketing side of stuff, I would help with them. If somebody needed help with Facebook ads and things like that, I got to see uh, how they were putting together strategies involving that. And then watching all these different components come together as one is really what I got a lot of experiences from and how, I mean, how that offers so much more value than just one segment at a time. And then uh, my business partner from AdFly, we grew up together and we spent a lot of time on the internet, like most of the millennials in our generation. We were always, we were kind of content creators. We would make uh, YouTube videos from uh, video games, whether it be like our best shots on a Modern Warfare 2 mm-hmm. to tutorials about how to maybe hack the system or even do a little bit better in games. We were always thinking about how to push our, our message out there, push our content so we could get a bigger audience because everyone wanted to be that that YouTube millionaire back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Saw people. I still want to be a YouTube millionaire. That's so. all I'm going for too, man. That's all I'm going for too. But I mean, really, that I think it's a just I kind of finally found my niche per se, and I just kind of lines up with what I've always been going for the whole time. Is um, maybe my my gameplay and my content wasn't good enough to be the the very best thing out there. Maybe it was, but maybe <laughs> maybe I can help others with their content and their brand and help them get out there because they are more experts in their field and they're not focusing on this, this digital marketing push. How exactly did you come up with the name AdFly? I have what no idea. What is an LLC for somebody out there who doesn't know? A limited liability company. What does that mean? Uh, it means you're, you are registered with the state that you're authorized to do business in and luckily that we're authorized to do it throughout the United States. Um, I, I guess it's kind of, it just, it holds someone accountable. Okay. It makes sure that you have a, a, a name, like an entity affiliated with this person. It helps you register with the IRS and things like that for as far as keeping a business bank account. You got to have an uh, employee ID number and you can only have that through kinds of uh, some type of entity that's been registered with the state. And it's all for uh, regulation purposes with taxes and income and everything like that. Is it, I mean, have you noticed a lot of companies out there that aren't necessarily registered with the state or nationally um, that people, companies and small, even small businesses are entrusting them to do things for them? I guess, would you say that being somebody like yourself in LLC, does the title get you more customers or is it how you do your work? I, I wouldn't say so. I, I'd say I think it's a lot more down. Of course, it's more what how you do your work. And as far as like the 
I mean, the recognition of being an LLC, I think even if somebody's using like their name as a brand, like a Ty Lopez, when he's pushing out material, I can guarantee you that he's got Ty Lopez LLC or LLP or whatever it might be to protect himself as that entity. Um, I mean, that comes off as a little bit more personable. And I mean, in the age of digital, that's kind of the, the game plan is to come through the, compu- through the computer screen as a real person. Can you just share maybe where you think that AdFly is headed? <laughs> I hope to the top. Okay. Well, to the go. top that's of every search start. engine near you. Uh, I, I'm thinking I'd like to just see where I can get as far as like honing in on industries one at a time, specifically the, the contractor market, even more specifically painting franchises. Mm-hmm. Just really carving out that niche, figuring out if this is sustainable for a long period of time, if they're going to get burnt out of it, or even if maybe Google's going to squash me like a bug and offer something like this as like an in-house service. Right. It's been a good learning experience, so I'm happy to keep rolling with it. I'm learning a lot on the other side as far as like the sales strategy, the bookkeeping stuff, the business organization kinds of mentalities. So even if this thing kind of, I mean, if it were ever to fade out, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I could I could certainly say that I got a lifelong lesson or at least a, I wouldn't say a lifelong lesson, but you know, it just like a a worthy experience right. from at least investing well, a lot of my you time. You won't forget it because, you, like you said, you've invested so much. Exactly. I mean, it. it's my college days. Yeah. <laughs> so before I go into the last part of the show, I have a couple of bonus questions for you. Ooh. This is the first time that I've ever done bonus questions. Are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> Not this time. Um, <laughs> okay, so the first bonus question is, do you think that traditional advertising will be dead within the next five years? If so, why? If not, why not? Certainly not within the next five years. Okay. I think there's just far too many people that you'd be Xing off your list if you didn't try to put a newspaper in your hand, in their hand or a magazine or put them in front of a TV screen. Um, maybe down the road could be because if you think about like uh, – even billboards these days, a lot of them are going to that electronic animated uh, visualization kind of the side of the display. So, I mean, if you consider that digital compared to traditional, I mean, it, it could come. That's for sure. And I'm, yeah, I think that's a. I don't know if there's any more I can expand on that. That's just kind of the examples I have in my head. Bonus question number two. Here we go. You ready for this one? Facebook Pixel. What is your opinion? on Facebook Pixel, and do you use it for either yourself or clients? Uh, if you're right willing the, to disclose that information. It's pretty <laughs> damn creepy, okay. you ask me, but I mean, that's one of those things, as a marketer, you gotta be able to use your tools, and I mean, it's realistically, if, it's, uh, if you're using it the right way, it can be one of the more powerful tools, because the only people that are seeing that component of your advertising uh, strategy are the people that have already seen you before you're uh, you're getting back in front of them you're remarketing to them and uh, hopefully the first time they weren't unimpressed with your stuff maybe it was just that they weren't ready to go all the way through with their decision well scott you have officially made it through the main part of the interview do you know what time it is i can't remember what the the questionnaire said but i got a pretty good idea it's life decision time All right, so the only rule of life decision time is that I have to read it word for word so I do not screw it up. Are you ready to go? I'm good to go. You tell me. (laughs) 
You were at a conference for search engine marketers and web developers just like yourself. And someone comes up to you in confusion or with confusion. They simply say that they have five minutes to come up with a strategic plan to market their boss's product or else. Or else. <laughs> they have no clue where to start, but luckily you are there to save the day. What are three key pieces of advice that you would share with this person to ensure that they come up with a rock star strategy? Get more time. You're going to need a little bit longer than five <laughs> minutes, my friend. Uh, and really taking advantage of what you already have, figuring out where they're at right now, figuring out if they have a website, figuring out what social media platforms are on, figuring out if they're using that Facebook pixel or some of the more robust uh, marketing channels that the search engine uh, search engine marketing tools offer. Um, kind of asking them even questions about their traditional campaign. Does it, is it in sync with what they're doing online and stuff like that? I mean, that's keeping the same goes there, that consistent message, finding out what they're doing to, uh, what they're doing to convey their message over and over again. That's a really good starting point and figuring out how you want to move forward. If it's working, keep that message consistent and keep on going forward, forward with it. If you're not hitting your goals, then it's time to kind of take it back to the drawing board, maybe piece together a whole new plan, you know? Um, so that one or two or three answers. I think it was like five or six, but I love it. Like, oh. <laughs> dude, glad. you nailed it. Thank you so much for answering that. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Taking time out of your day uh, to come share some valuable information with the connectors out there. So I thank you, and I know that they are as well. Glad to be here. <laughs> if there was somebody out there who was interested in your current endeavors, future endeavors, any other type of advice, is there any way that they could possibly reach out to you? You can you can either Google me, Scott Burak, or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. That's, Are you on the top of the search engines? I'm on the top of the search engines. Good, there you go. Yeah, that's very important to me. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to add? I think that about does it today, man. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me.